0: There were three points. <clears throat> the first one point was this. No one is perfect, not even your parents. I know some of you are stunned at that fact. Some of you, oh, what? They're not perfect? Some of you are like, hey, amen, brother. I preach I preach, I preach that again. Um, no one's per- perfect, not even your parents. Sometimes we expect them to be, and, and hopefully they try to do what's right most or all the time, but but we all fall short. Second point from that is, even though they, they sin, we all sin and fall short. Even though they sin, you're called to honor your parents. Even though they sin, you're still called to honor and respect what, what they say. The only times, and we'll hit this again, you do not honor your, your parents is when they, they, they tell you to do something that is against the Word of God. Go kill your friend. You need to stop there. Please give me a call. If you're ever told to do that, call me. Let's talk about it first. Lie, cheat, steal, Ten Commandments, that's a good guide. If they say that, there's the authority of God that does supersede the authority of your parents. But most of you will will never have to deal with that. So don't use it as an excuse, trying to bend something. Well, they say that and sort of uh, No. Usually your parents are, are right. And God will use the trial and trouble of your home, and we all have it. We all have it. They all have kinks in them. He will use them to make you more like Christ. Okay? In James 1, verses 2 through 4, talk, 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 talks about for us to have joy when we face trials of various kinds. All, all kind have of joy, because God is doing a work in us to make us more like Christ. So last week, that's what we talked about, Right? For those over here, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So this week we're talking about expectations. Mm. Big word. We've all heard the word before, expectations. You have it when you go. Some of you took the um, SAT today. When I did the SAT back in the day, we won't say how long ago, but um, it only had two parts to it. Now it's got three. I think there's a writing part. So, like we used to shoot for like a 12, 12, 20 or more. That was like a real good. Now you gotta get like an eighteen, sixty or right or something like that. Am I sp- sp- speaking French or y'all y- 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 So you have expectations. Some of you hoped just to get a, you know. Whatever can get me into whatever school I need. Just give me whatever. I don't care. Just give me something. But we all have expectations of how we'll do on tests. Those that te- teach you have expectations of you on how you will do and that you will do your homework and what they've called you will study for your test and that, that your parents expect you to do well, right? Do most parents expect you to do well in school? Maybe not. Um, I, I think so. Do you, Do you understand... Um, you being in this room in any sort of cons- consistent deal, I have expectations of you. Now, now you might say, "What? Why do you have?" And let me explain this. I am a pa- a pastor here at the church, and the the role of pastor in the Word of God is to sh- sh- shepherd the flock. What that means is you you guide, you protect, you teach, you walk alongside, you you. Correct. you defend, you look out for. That's what a, sh- a shepherd does. Throughout the word of God, the people of God, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are referred to as a sheep very often. And let me tell you, if you've not heard me talk about sheep, sheep are the dumbest things alive. Amen. Now, I'm a sheep too. I'm a, sh- a shepherd, but I'm also a sheep. Okay, so that's like, y'all are stupid, I am not, follow me. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> So I I'm a sheep too, but God's called me to lead even through my my struggle. I'm called to lead. Have you ever seen a sheep um, look cute? That's not like a a ba- ba- baby sheep. Anybody here have a pet sheep? That you not like you know, like a real one? I've I got stuff stuff with my head since was three. Yeah, yeah, and it's cute. Little sheep are nasty, stinky, nasty. They're wool. You know, sheep. That's where we get wool from, right? They shave a sheep, but they, they're in the woods, and they get briars and, and dirt and poo and everything all on them. And they are, the only word is nasty creatures. I mean, sheep stink. They can't clean themselves. They, they can't even turn their necks far enough to, to whatever you want to lick off you. Uh, okay? Sheep are dumb. They're slow. You've got to be correct. They've got to be shown where to stand. Have you ever seen a sheep get in a fight? <laughs> I, 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 bait, I, bait, I wish I had a sheep get in a fight. Bam! Right. <laughs> oh, you know the only thing i could think of when i thought of a sheep um, something as tough as a sheep, I would go baby duck. That's about That might be a, a, a fair fight. Now, I've got a story of a baby duck. I was on the way home from my last church. We were going to my house. A bunch of youth were coming over to watch Goonies or something. It's a great movie. And um, we were going there, and so they were in front of me, about a mile away from our house. And I see in front of her car, there's a girl in front of me with some, some youth, and I'm, I'm behind them with some. And I see way in front, there's a mama duck with six ducklings. They're waddling across the road, waddling. And this teenager, the mama duck is in the lead. This teenager just mows down. Have you ever seen a baby duck get hit by a tire? It was like one of them made it, I think. And so I went, oh, you know, when you hit a squirrel, you're like, yeah! or a cat, a cat, you're like, yeah, but, uh, you know, but a squirrel or something. So so I, I was like, oh, so I, we get to my house, this girl's sobbing, shaking, sobbing, because she's just squashed. Oh, baby duck can't defend itself. Now that's a car, but it can't defend itself for anything. You can go, oh, ba- baby duck. I mean, you would just, it would be flat. Baby duck wouldn't feel a thing, right? But right? Those, those things were like, I'm existing, bam, gone. <laughs> bam, gone. Sheep is like that. A Sheep is is as strong as a baby duck. Now, I want you, whenever you read the Word of God and you see it talks about you being a sheep, understand, you're dumb. You're defenseless. You're weak. You're smelly. You're stinky. And that's apart from Christ. And Christ does an amazing work. So don't read and go, man, God hates my gut. No, he just (laughs) describes you if you were really... Honest on how you are, you go, yeah, dude, I think I am all the, I think it d- defines me well. So understand. I'm called to shepherd you. The way I'm called to do it is with the Word of God. So I try to teach that when I talk with youth. I try to to use truth from this to guide you on where to go and how to act. That's what I'm supposed to do. So I I have expectations of you. If you are any part here half the time on Wednesday nights, I pray for you by name. I try to look out for you. I try to check on you. I've actually begun to take role in the edge. And then that's sort of hard, trying to figure, okay, who's here? here And you're like, man, why is he trying to take roles? Is he trying to like, you know, what's he trying to get in my business if I'm here or not? Yeah, I am. Because if you go someplace else, that's great, and you're going to go there and grow. But my, my job, if I don't see you for a while, is to call and find out. And I ask this. I call in Facebook and text and whatever way, and 90% of you never respond back. And understand, I'm just trying to look out for you and I'd really appreciate just a little response back it doesn't have to be much it doesn't have to be like a book and you're sharing your whole heart just let me know if you're doing it okay and my job is to harp on you to check on you to look out for you to say are you going to go to camp this year, there's so many, I hound and how they're going, man, at camp, they're like, brother, man, I will be back next year, I'm making 47 of my friends, and it's going to be, I'm, I'm here, signing blood right here, and we get around to camp, and the world has gotten loud, and you're like, uh, you know, I may have to work, and I'm like, oh, stupid, what are you thinking, where, where you, know, you know, I want to, like, videotape you from when you, you were like, man, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, and go, Psh, look, that's you, you speak to yourself, you know, understand, So I hound you because I think God's got a great plan for your life. And it it may not be here at this church. It may be at a church someplace else. I am good with that. But if you're not here, if you're not going someplace else, I'm going to, to hound you. Until you say, hey, leave me alone. And when you say that, I'll leave you alone. Um, but that's my job okay everybody understand expectations that's what I do um, my job is to fight for you when you forget to fight for yourself to the point when you say I'm done and then I won't be done I'll slash your tires <laughs> that was in my notes I will take it out of the message on the podcast <clears throat> um, we have expectations. I know you all love that your parents expect of you. And you're like, oh, are you kidding me? Really? And I want you to watch this video, um, sort of like the one you lo- saw this past week of some youth that talking about their real-life stories of expectations at home. After the video, we're going to jump in the word hard and, uh, and fast. So check out the video.
1: Nerds of the periodic table. It is time that we stop dividing amongst ourselves. We're all guilty of it. Star Wars and Star Trek is creating a rift in our alliance. Why, Why can't we both exist in the same galaxy, far, far away? You mean in the same galactic quadrants? In the same galaxy, far, far away. Trekkie. Trekkie. Scotty would roll over his grave. I'm a Trekker, not a Trekkie. Wookie. Enough. We cannot be like this, surely we can set aside our respective galactic alliances for one day. She's right. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Beatrice, you know what to do. Do I have to? Do it. The force is strong with you. Live long and prosper. All in favor for a one day treaty of all Star Wars and Star Trek fans. Very good sounds. Mid-law. Mid-law.
2: My name is Mark Matlock. Today, we want to talk about living up to your parents' expectations. Do you ever feel like you don't know what your parents want from you, but you know they want something? Try and try as you might. It just seems like you never quite hit the mark. Or maybe you know all too well what your parents want from you. It's just a goal that either you don't want to achieve or just seems too difficult to accomplish in your life. Today, we want to talk about living up to your parents' expectations. So let's start with the question, what do your parents want from you? parents like they want me to be this person that they have learned mind to be. They try to live your life.
1: I'm like about average but then I have a lot of friends who are doing better and then they're just kind of like well why aren't you up to par with them. Your sister can do this how come you can't do it. Why don't you have a hundred in the class. We're so disappointed in you you know you're better than that. They just assume that I'm just half-heartedly doing everything. They always tell me that I'm
2: gonna grow up and make millions of dollars so I can take care of them in their old age. One of the main expectations my parents have me is to be that perfect role model for my younger siblings. My sister is the youngest. When your parents like want you to do something for her, and she treats you not very well at all, you're like, why well, do all this for you?
3: I have
1: uh, three brothers, so competition is crazy at my house.
3: It's hard to be at school with your siblings because of competition.
1: Growing up, I've had a dad that's kind of pushed me in sports. My dad was actually in the 96 Olympics as a pole vaulter. Golf, 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 and more golf. So ever since I was about five years old, I've been playing. My parents have invested just massive amounts of time and money mostly money and just my dad taking off of work to travel with me to go to golf tournaments all across the United States. My dad viewed it more of his investment towards college scholarships and stuff like that. He wanted me to have something to do with golf. He was saying that I had to focus 100% on golf. I'm like, this is not humanly possible. I cannot do it. I, I could sit home all day long my mom wouldn't say anything, but if my dad got home, he'd send me straight to the course. I feel overwhelmed all the time. I'm waking up at 4:45 to go to the gym, getting to school by 7:45, then football practice till 5, then golf till night. So it's difficult. It, it got to the point where I wasn't allowed to have any communication with any of my friends for about two weeks before state just he wanted that type of focus on golf and i was practicing about nine hours a day i didn't think that was reasonable at all It was the most pointless thing i've ever done in my entire life because i didn't accomplish anything at all i walked in there with the same amount of experience and amount of knowledge this year playing golf i came second in state and I felt like a failure just because I've been taught my whole life to be number one. I told my dad, I'm like, Dad, I I came in second. He just turned around and said, all right, you know what you need to do better next year, go ahead. There are times when I want to leave the house. I can't stand him anymore. Just some of the things that he puts upon me, some of the expectations seem almost impossible
2: golf, golf, golf. Drew definitely has a situation with his father that he needs to take care of quickly. You know, when you're in Drew's situation, there's only one way to deal with it. That's communication. You've got to be open with your parents about how you feel. Sometimes expectations just aren't clear. You need to ask, what is it that you're really looking for me? So our parents have a chance to clarify what their expectations are. Sometimes they think they've done a good job explaining it, and they just haven't. But in Drew's situation, where we're having deep feelings about things that our parents are passionate about can sometimes be difficult to open up and share how we honestly feel frightening. It's scary to think about talking to our parents about such things. But we need to realize that for the most part, parents really are trying to help. Sometimes they think that they're doing the right thing and being helpful, they've just gotten a little off track or misguided. And open communication can help take care of that pretty quickly, but sometimes painfully as well. Dealing with the expectations parents have can be one issue we have to deal with. Another has to do with family responsibilities. What are some of the the responsibilities that you had in your home
3: my life has always been very complicated there's always been responsibilities <laughs> that i've had and expectations that i've had to live up to at a really young age I live on a ranch, I have 25 acres, and I have to keep up all the fences on the sides of the property, and I have to feed all the horses and clean everything up, you know, make sure everything's running. I'm pretty much in charge of it, my dad just pays for everything. (laughs) I had to start working with my hands at a really young age. I just had to develop a skill of (laughs) endurance, I guess you could say, just as... Being able to work in 110-degree heat. My dad, he had always fed the horses, and I would always go out and help him. And uh, one night, he just said, okay, you ready to go feed? And I said, sure, let's go. Said, no, you're going to go. And at that point, I was still, I was like 10 years old, so I was kind of afraid to go outside in the dark by myself at night. Most of my friends don't have as much responsibility as I do. They're just... They're not depended on as much as I am. I'll get invited to a lot of, you know, let's go to the movies, let's do this, let's do this. And I was like, well, I got to work. <laughs> There's been times when I got upset about it, you know, not... There's not a whole lot uh, really complicated about what I have to do. It's just a lot of work. There's a lot to do. I have a lot of trouble keeping my grades up. I mean, I'll barely pass just because I feel like, you know, I'm overwhelmed with things to do. One of my biggest things is meeting it. Not as much meeting his expectations of working, as much as working on schoolwork is his biggest thing with me. You know, because he said he says to me, you know, you don't keep your grades up, you don't keep your job. My dad really wants me to. He, you know, he wants me to be successful. He believes in me. He knows I can do it if I really try. And a lot of times I just get tired and don't try. I, I wish that, you know, I could have more of a a normal life not as much expected of me Um, just i guess just easier in a lot of ways life could be easier
2: Justin has a lot of priorities he's trying to keep at the top of the list. And eventually, things are going to start falling apart. I feel for Justin. It's hard to keep everything at the top of the list all of the time. Eventually, you just can't keep going on. We come back to this principle of communicating with our parents. Justin needs to invite his dad into his world so his dad can understand the challenges and the time constraints that he has on his life. My guess is that Justin showed his dad, look, I'm trying to keep my social life, my chores, and my homework at the top of the list. His dad may have some great ideas into how they could adjust his schedule to make things more easy for Justin to accomplish. Inviting your parents into the world, very, very important. Sometimes they just don't understand how much time it takes to get everything done. And if they have a little insight, they can really be of help. Let's recap some of the things that we've talked about today. First, we talked about Communication and how it is important that we be honest in our communication with our parents. If we don't understand something that they want from us, we need to ask them to be more clear about what it is that they expect from us. If we have feelings about the pressure that they're putting on us, we need to be open and vulnerable and honest and humbly share those concerns and those feelings with them so that they can understand. And also, we need to invite our parents into our world, asking them to help us when we feel like we have too many responsibilities being placed on us sometimes our parents can be our best help in times of need even when they're the ones putting the heat on well i hope you've enjoyed today we'll
0: see you next time all right how many of you um have expectations that feel like a lot sometimes do we all sort of at, at times? Sometimes, sometimes we don't feel them as much, but we do. How many of you, when you heard him say just just talk to your parents and everything's going to be okay? How many of you went yeah, 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 right? Sort of, you felt that, right? And can I tell you this? Talking can that can be hard. That part of what he shared about, but the tone and the way that 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 you come to your parents to talk to them it, is key. Respectful, not defensive. Tone is low and not loud. You're not demanding. Uh, hum- humility is important, but I know it's hard. I know that doesn't solve it all. But in the Word of God, where does it say on how we're supposed to act towards the expectations t- t- that are put on us? Look in the Colossians 3, ch- chapter 3. And I just want you to see the role of the home. And and it sort of cl- clearly says how we're supposed to act. And when you see this, some some of you go, okay, that's great. Um, I sort of knew that, but that doesn't help me out a bit. But if you hang with me just a little bit tonight, I can't find Colossians. Girls eat popcorn. That's how I find it. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Just just a little a little tid- tidbit. There's... Eighteen. This talks about the role of the wife, the role of the husband, the role of the the child, and the role of the parent. Now, some of this, some some will read this and go, oh, I don't like this at all. Let's look at verse eighteen. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Stop right there. Now, understand this on the role between the husband and wife, because we see the word submit, and you go, "Man, th- th- God rules in the house. Your baby tells what to do. Cook me food that I like. Make sure it's good. The house is clean." And we, we take that word submit, and it's abused in the most horrific way, in a worldly way. You know, in Ephesians 5, it says the same list, but it sort of expounds a little bit, sort of says a little bit more about it. And it says, Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So the husband's role is to love the wife like Jesus Christ loved the church. And Jesus Christ put up with everything. The church actually went against him, and he still loved them. They killed him, and he still loved them. And so a man is actually called to love his wife in, in that way. It's a way that we can't even grasp, and I can strive to do, and I don't know if I, I, can, I can do it, but I can strive and fight for it. But when I love my my, my wife that way, she's going to be submitting means I'm going to, Follow wherever you think the Lord wants us to go. I'm going to walk beside you in whatever the Lord wants us to do. So that's the submitting there. It's not to, to get me stuff. It's so that we can serve God the best we can. And she's protected and loved. So understand that. There's a role of, wife, role of the husband. That was just free there. That wasn't part of my notes. You're welcome. You're welcome. Y'all feel so blessed, I can tell. And then look at the verse 20. It says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases The Lord. So the question is, well, how do I deal with expectations? What am I supposed to do? You're supposed to obey your parents. Even when it's hard, you're supposed to obey your parents. Now, I suggest when it feels like the weight is too much, and we're going to talk about biblically how you can deal with it and cope with stress that you feel, because sometimes it's just stress. I don't have time to expect too much. My grades, there's no way I can't. Do this. You've got to fight to do the best that you can. Look back at verse seventeen. Your role right now is to be a student. Some of you work some, but your your main full time job is being a student. In verse seventeen, it says, "Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ." Do you Do you know what that means? What you do, you do the best that you can. And you know what that might mean? You might have to do your homework or study. <laughs> Really? But it's about me. It's, it's me time. You know, I need me time. And God says, do, do your best because when you do your best, what you do is going to give God honor and, and glory. So how are we supposed to react in everything we have bare parents? Now, we've already talked about this past week that if they do ask you to do something against the word of God, that's where you sort of, you call help, you, you sort of stop, you don't kill. That's just the wisdom there. Now, how do you deal with expectations are going to be there? Y'all look so thrilled to be here. I love you, I love you. Um, how, how do you deal with a burden? Do y'all agree that it's a burden? It, it, it is a burden, okay? How do you deal with it? And so I thought about that. And so I said, okay, God, what can I tell them um, so that they can cope? Because you've got to learn to deal with it. You've got to sort of learn to grow, grow up and do the best that you can do. And you go, man, that doesn't sound fair. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just a kid. I understand when th- this was written, kid in, in, ended at around 11 you know, adulthood hit around 12 or 13. That's when you were responsible. But even up before that, you were in the fields. Like, dude, that kid that had to work at the farm, you think your life is tough? That's that's, that's tough, isn't it? I thought it was tough. I mean, maybe y'all know, man, my parents are slave drivers, and, you know, y'all may think that. <clears throat> so, there's four promises from the Word of God because, and I'm just going to, we're going to jump from verse here to, verse here to verse here to verse here to verse here. And I don't do this a lot, but there's many times in my life that there's a pro, a promise in the Word of God I'm going to claim because, I mean, I need to claim it because I need to be reminded of this. So you, I hope you you do little notes or something or somehow your brain is amazing and you remember every word that I say, probably not. But there's four promises we're going to look at. First is in Ephesians 3. You don't have to turn there. The words are going to be on the screen. But if you want to turn there, you can. But we're going to be fast through this part. And this is what it says. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now to him, that is God, who is... Able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the or his power at work within us. Let me read that again. Now to God who is able to do far more abundantly, far more exceedingly more than all we can think to ask or even think of according to his power at work in us. I want you to understand something about Expectations that are in your life that feel huge. You've heard me say this tons, and I'll say it tons more, God is bigger. Promise number one, God is bigger. When it feels huge and you feel like, man, I can't even breathe, understand this truth, God is now to him, God, who is able to do far more than we can even grasp, think of, hope for, according to his power, his spirit that's at work in you. Okay, let me claim this 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 promise that um, God is bigger. Luke 18, 27, I don't have the words for the screen, but this is what it says. Jesus replied, what is impo- impossible with man is possible with God. There are many things in, in, in this life that will be impossible for you to do on your own but God can do it I've seen amazing ways that God has worked and most of them will not be to make you rich and have the best car and the best girl or the best guy that's not what it's about it's about his honor and glory promise num- n- 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 number one God's bigger now next verse is in R- 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 Romans 8 am I going too fast are you with me everybody clap twice yeah, that's what my kids do at the soccer soccer field, huh? Because they're asleep hitting hitting squirrels so. uh, and ducklings. They like to stomp on ducklings. <clears throat> Romans eight twenty-eight. First point, God is bigger. When you feel the stress, what do you need to recall God's bigger? Next thing Romans eight twenty-eight. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now this this verse is abused a lot because they say, "Well, man, all things work for good, and everything's going to work out great for everybody." That's not the truth. He says that we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. You, you've got to be those that love God, and for those who are called according to His His purpose, part of His plan. And a lot of times, that may not be for your good. That may be for the greater good or God's good. It's a bigger scene than that. So I want you to understand. That God is in control. He's not only bigger, but he's in control. He allows you to have the parents or the home situation that you have because he is in control and he can work all things for good that love him and are called according to his purpose. So can I encourage you that God's aware of what you've dealt with this week, this month. God's aware how hard stuff may be, how how where you've fallen and struggled, where you've fought to get back up. He's aware, uh, and he's in c- c- control. Uh, and so we, we tend to, to lose sight of that. Look now at ph- Philippians 1. We're flipping. Girls eat popcorn. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. It's in verse 6. God is bigger. God's in control. The third third promise is... is um, well, I'll, I'll share it in a second, but the verse says this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I want you to know that once you have put your faith and trust in Christ, and you go, yeah, I did that, and I'm good, and you start to try to, to, to live it out, I want you to understand that God is not finished with you. It's not a, well, that day I did that, and I'm good it's a process where god is completing you he's making you more like christ and it's a pr- process that's hard that 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 you'll have to go through it takes time but the the pr- a prom- a promise and repeat this after me but not if i stutter cuz that hurts my feelings not really god god god, god. god. Ain't finished, ain't finished with me yet. With me yet. God, God. Ain't, finished. ain't finished. With me yet. With me yet. You know what that's what that that, that that verse means? Cause sometimes we get bogged down. I just can't do this. I can't I, I can't what's the point? What's the point? Have you ever heard someone say that why why keep what 's the point of all this because god 's not finished with you yet? You may be bogged down, the wheels are spinning you 're not going anywhere but but God is faithful to complete the work of you becoming more like Christ, and it may take a lifetime but you 've got to fight for it God. 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 God ain't finished, ain't finished. With, me yet. with me yet. All right. Look in Ephesians chapter 3. Girls eat popcorn. Second one, Galatians, Ephesians. dog all go, well, what did you remember from the message? Girls eat popcorn? Yeah, That's all you remember. Ephesians 3, this is what what it says. It says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp, this is what, how wide and how long and how high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Promise one is this, God is bigger. Promise two, God's in control. Promise three, God ain't finished with me yet. Promise four, simple, God loves you. You go, oh, well, that's just sort of goofy. I've heard that all my life. There's no other way to say it. You're, you're, you're not alone. He loves you. He has a plan for you. In 1 John 4, 19, it says this. We love because He first loved us. You know, we can only understand love because God first loved us. He's got a plan for you. How do we overcome the burden of expectations? Believe and rest in the promise that God loves you. Let it change your life. For. Some of you, you've, you've come to church for years, you've, you've done it, and, and you're not sure if you even believe if God is real. And can I tell you that he is? Can I tell you that I know he is much through the experience of my own life, understanding the sin, the lostness that I have felt. That apart from Christ, there's no way that I could have a relationship with God. There's no way apart from Christ I would ever stand up and speak to you clowns. I say that in love. love. Clowns. I love, I love clowns. There, there's no way. Because God is, is worth it. Because God loves me. Because when I'm scared of things, God is bigger. When I'm not sure how it's going to work out, I know that God's in control. When I want to give up and I'm tired because I've been doing this for 20 years, God ain't finished with me yet. So when it gets tough, or if it is tough, when it seems unfair, and it may very well be unfair, your know, parents, some have strict rules, a lot of weight, some may not have that much. When you feel overcome like you can't breathe or function, when you don't know if you can keep on going or obeying or if you don't know if it's worth it, remember that God's bigger. Remember that he's in control. Remember he's not finished with you. Remember that he loves you. He has an amazing plan for you. Do not miss out on that. Don't let... And, and, and I know this is like, okay, I'll apply that and life will be grand. Gosh, I know it's not that... Easy. But when it comes up and you feel beat down, remember the truth of God. That's what the the, the pr- promises of God, they're there for. Sometimes just to get you through the day. Sometimes to get you through the hour. But I do know this, and it's very clear in the Word of God, and we could have gone many more spots. You're called to obey your parents. You're called to honor your parents, even when it's hard. But God is doing a work in you. Let's pray. Dear God, we, we, we thank you so much for the, tonight, just the chance just to talk about um, expectations and burdens and weight that we feel. Lord, I thank you that you don't leave us alone. I thank you that you are, are bigger. I thank you that you're in control. I thank you that you're not finished with me. Uh, Lord, I'm stunned that you even take time to want to use me at times. And Lord, for each one here, let them know how useful they are to to you and how important they are to, to you. And Lord, if they've not experienced your love... Uh, Lord, may they just feel it and know it, that you are real and that you have a plan for each one. And may we learn to trust you and to live for you, even in our homes, especially in our homes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.